The Green Sun Show is brought to you by CEA Technology, a leader in building indoor growing systems that allow you to grow pesticide-free and conserve fertilizer, water, and energy to grow crops sustainably. Visit ceatechn.com to learn more. One or two? Do you see better with one, glasses, or two, LASIK surgery? I trust my eyes to the Northwest Indiana Eye and Laser Center located in Valparaiso, Indiana. The state-of-the-art office and surgery center is the best in the region, providing complete eye care, including exams, glasses, and eye surgery. To make an appointment, call 219-464-8223. That's 219-464-8223. Or visit their website, nwindianaeyeandlaser.com. Trust your eye care to the best. And we thank the Northwest Indiana Eye and Laser Center for their support. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Green Sense, where we bring you eco-innovations that are changing your world. Rebecca and Josh Tekel are the directors of the documentary Common Ground, which connects the dots between agribusiness, farming, and how to make our food system more sustainable. We're happy to have both Rebecca and Josh, award-winning directors, join us on the Green Sense Show to talk about common ground. Josh and Rebecca, welcome to Green Sense. Thank you, Robert. We're so happy to be with you here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. <laughs> We're happy to have you. Well, give us a summary about your background and what inspired both of you to care about the food system, farming, and the environment. You know, I come from a legacy farming family from the Midwest. Um, we can trace our farming all the way back to the 1700s and beyond. Um, and I actually ended up at nine years old starring in a Christmas film called Prancer uh, with uh -huh. Sam Elliott. And it's one of the top 20 Christmas classics of all time. And that film is a story of a father and his daughter who are facing the hardships of farming in the Midwest, ironically. And I learned at a very early age the power that film has to touch people's hearts and to open people's eyes to new things. And my whole life, you know, whenever I've watched a film, just that feeling that you can get in a 90-minute setting that can just completely change your outlook on life. I, I knew that that's what I wanted my life to be dedicated towards, was to making films that woke people up, that touched their hearts. And then I came to Hollywood and was cast in a bunch of not so uplifting films and a bunch of horror movies. And shortly after I met Josh and I had seen Josh actually when I was a teenager on, he was also young, so it wasn't, it's not weird, but uh, he was driving the veggie van across the country and he had grown up in Louisiana, saw the pollution from the oil refineries there and discovered that you can take used cooking oil from fast food restaurants and convert that into biodiesel, or you can convert your car to run on straight vegetable oil. And I had seen this piece on TV. And so I had just quit acting. And then sure enough, this guy in his van roll up and it was love at first sight. And he had been working on this film called Fuel. And that was our first film together. And shortly after that, we um, took that, I became his partner in life and in work. And um, we took that film to Sundance in 2008 and won the audience award. And so now for almost two decades, we've been working together to make films that are about the environment and 
touching people's hearts and waking well, people up. Rebecca likes to say it, Rebecca likes to say it was love at first sight. I like to say it was love at first van. <laughs> <laughs> what and a great story. And we do story. have the van still in, <laughs> yeah. in the backyard. Veggie van, veggie van will ride again. I wish I knew about veggie van. I grew up in Chicago and all we have is the Wiener mobile. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, we were highly competitive, highly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So why did you choose to make documentaries, not movies? Well, it's funny, you know, for me, and again, this relates back to the veggie van story, driving around in that van in 1997, a lot of people probably saw that on the Today Show. Some folks still remember the veggie van. Um, I realized two things. One was media had the power to change the world, right? Because we got to do, we got to be on the Today Show and LA Times. That was such a big deal for us as, you know, just in our 20s driving this van. And the second thing is I realized in terms of having a conversation about, at that time, alternative energy was a big deal. Now it's alternative farming, but it was going to be really tough to have those conversations with 20 people at a time, which is what I was doing. I was traveling around a bit. I was like, man, I need to be able to make a movie that has this information in it. And then a lot of people could see it. And once they see it, the world will change. Well, we did make the movie, as Rebecca said, we made Fuel, it went to Sundance and did all those wonderful things. And it did change the world. It, it got screened in the White House and it helped move alternative energy forward. And so we started making these films together and they have made a difference, but it wasn't until we made Kiss the Ground, the predecessor to Common Ground, that we saw, wow, that really changed things. The whole USDA watched the film they committed $20 billion to regenerative agriculture. And we saw regenerative agriculture take off in the U.S. It went from almost zero acres to over 30 million acres just because of the span of that film, those three years. So we make docs because docs expose people to new possibilities. They show people what's possible, at least the way we do them. And uh, we try to put a little hope in there. So it's not so doom and gloom, you know? Look, yeah, icebergs melting, all that stuff is bad news. But the good news is there's people working on solutions and that's what we focus on. And also like really cool music and graphics. It's, I mean, our films aren't kind of like traditional documentaries that can be a bit dull. Ours are really, they're a roller coaster ride. People, when they watch Common Ground, they usually shed tears a few times and they laugh and they get excited and there's great music in the film. Like we've got The Who and Billie Eilish and Aretha Franklin and just in the graphics, I think in the New York Times, they said our, our graphics would make Al Gore weep all over his PowerPoint <laughs> presentation. So, you know, we try to take a subject, soil, you know, people think dull is dirt and we make it thrilling for people. Yeah, it's very high quality. You've got great actors in there. And so uh, it, it really moves the emotions. Well, take us behind the scene and lift the curtain for us. Uh, most of us know nothing about movies and documentary making. We see it on the screen. Uh, give us a thumbnail of the process and what it takes uh, and what your biggest challenges are. And most importantly, what's your biggest reward for doing this? Mm, good questions. Well, Common Ground, and folks can find more information about Common Ground at commongroundfilm.org or on Instagram and Facebook, Common Ground Film. The 
process for making common ground is the same for it's all. Hell. <laughs> it's, it is tough. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't cakewalk. That's it's like making sure. sausage, right? It's not it pretty. Is. Yeah. You, you want to go in the sausage factory, you better be prepared. Um, <laughs> the reality is we make the film three times. We plan the film. So it's pre-production. Then we go film the film. So then you find new stuff that you didn't think you were going to find. And then you edit the film. And for a film like Common Ground runs about a hundred minutes. We shoot 300 hours of footage wow. over three years. So 300 hours of footage with big cameras and big crews, you know, we have to distill that down to a hundred minutes of film. And then there's, of course, music licensing and dealing with, you know, actors and VIPs and, oh my gosh, all the paperwork and, oh, somebody's got to fund this thing. Somehow we've got to find people to write checks that, you know, because like, we don't get money from, you know, the big streamers. We're independent. So we raise all of our funds independently through donors who care about the subject and who let us do our thing. Meaning Rebecca and I have to have final cut, right? So it's a lot of work to put that thing together. Then you edit it together. Then you test screen it for, oh, I don't know, maybe 50 or 100 test screenings before you work out all the kinks. And then finally, when all of that's done, you start the road show and you start to go to theaters and we support the theaters and we get people in there. Cause again, we're a distribution and production company. And then when that's all said and done after that whole multi-year process, usually about four years, then we start knocking on the doors of the streamers and we say, look, people love this film. It's not, you know, your traditional cup of tea, but we can show you there's an audience and we'll convince one of those big streamers to take it. And then we get it out to the general public. But meanwhile, we build a community, you know, through the website and through Instagram and through all the Facebook and all of that. Well, a wise person told me one time, any business that's legal is very hard to do. And it yeah. sounds like you've, <laughs> you've captured the hardness of the movie. Yeah. So what's your biggest challenge? Well, fundraising is tough. You know, that's always a thing that we have to work really hard on. Um, but there's a moment, I'm just jumping in here. You know, Rebecca may have different personal challenges. I will say this, because we're in the distribution phase with Common Ground, commongroundfilm.org. If you want to get more info, the, the, the moment that's tough is there's a tipping point with the film. There's a point where the film starts to get known and audiences start to demand it, and you're not pushing it every day. And folks are calling, they're saying, oh, can I get it in Chicago? Can I get it in Minneapolis? Oh, can we get it on this platform? Can we do this? Can we can we show it in the White House? That's when you know. <laughs> when the White House calls, that's when you know you've reached the tipping point. Getting to that moment can feel like slugging through cement, honestly. Like Sisyphus, pushing that yeah. rock up the yeah. hill, right? Totally. Yeah. But Rebecca, then, what then, are your what are your thoughts? Go. Yeah, I think for me, I mean, for, for me and for us and for all of the the celebrity narrators in the film, which is Jason Momoa, Rosario Dawson, Laura Dern, Ian Summerholder, Donald Glover, Woody Harrelson, Josh and I, many of the people who made the film were all parents, and this film is a love letter to our children about the fact that we've really messed up the climate, our food system. But it's also the great news that there is a pathway out of that. There's a solution where we can create a resilient, regenerating, healing food system um, that can last for 
unforeseeable generations into the future. And then it's a promise that we're going to fight like hell to save their future. And so for me, it really is that pressure of fulfilling that promise and getting enough people on board with the fact that there is a pathway for how we can stabilize the climate and we can grow nutrient-dense food and we can save the American farmer and getting that message out to the mainstream and reaching enough people so that they can grasp, look, there's this great tool called biosequestration. We can take all of that teraton of extra carbon that we've emitted into the atmosphere and we can put it into the ground and we can heal the earth and we can continue to live on her for endless generations to come. But there's a short window of time where we can course correct. And that window of time is right now. And we have a few years where we can shift the way that we grow our food and in doing so, shift the trajectory of humanity. And so that for me, as a mom of two young children, that I think is the hardest and scariest part. Like, well, what if we fail? What if people don't get the message? What if we don't reach the mainstream? And so, you know, I, we, we kind of like crusade at often at the, the, our own well-being, you know, like it's just, it's, you finish making a film and you're ready to go to sleep for about a year, but really that's just the beginning of the process. And so that's where we are right now. And so I'm filled with joy and with hope and a sense of relief because we are getting calls from the white house to screen the film. We are having screenings all around the country to overwhelmingly packed houses and standing ovations and people telling us this is the most important film of our time. And when I hear that for me, it's not like, oh, yay happy me, happy ego. For me, it's like, thank God people are receiving this message. It's touching their hearts. It's opening their minds and it's creating this coalition of people that can't be stopped that are going to take this message of regeneration and take it out to the world and make it happen. Where can our listeners uh, watch Common Ground? As we see the demand coming, the, the bit, there's a big button on the website called Demand a Screening. We pay very close attention to those. And when we start to see demand in an area, we get the film back to that area and Chicago's on the list. But don't be sad if you haven't been able to see it at the theater. It will come to streaming. Just get onto the website. Make sure you're on the mailing list, commongroundfilm.org. Let's get into some of the details. Uh, soil is alive. Dirt is dead. To grow mm -hmm. healthy food, you need healthy soil. And current field farming practices use fertilizers and pesticides to increase, increase crop yields. And these chemicals often adversely impact soil, the climate, human health, and the environment. Tell us, uh, in the uh, documentary, you talk about the Native Americans and how they farmed. Uh, tell us how modern farming evolved to use so many chemicals, and what did the Native Americans do right? Well, I think we've got this interesting perception that in order to feed the world, we have to use lots of chemicals, right? Chemicals equals calories. That's kind of what it boils down to in people's minds. To some degree, that has been true. After World War II, we had access to way more chemicals than we'd had before because they were used as, you know, technologies to kill people. And we started to use those chemicals and all of those fertilizers. You know, remember nitrogen, central component of bombs. Nitrogen became the central component of fertilizer. Synthetic nitrogen. Now, we stopped thinking in terms of biology and biological systems, and we started thinking in terms of only chemistry. But folks forgot, for instance, that there's enough nitrogen over every acre of soil to replenish that soil ongoingly 
over and over again every single year. But you got to plant beans to bring that nitrogen into the soil. And so some of the wisdom you mentioned our indigenous brothers and sisters, some of the wisdom from the native and indigenous community was lost when we went full gung-ho chemical. One of the pieces of wisdom is, is the three sisters, right? Squash, beans, and corn together because they create a symbiosis in terms of replenishing the soil. Now we got plenty of corn and we got plenty of beans, but we don't do the replenishing in modern agriculture. The soil gets stripped. And when the soil is stripped of minerals, nutrients, and life microbes, there's supposed to be more microbes in the soil than anywhere else. When the microbes are gone, we have to pour way more chemicals onto the soil. So now we're in a system of addiction. We're selling more chemical inputs to the people who have to grow our food and they're pushing, they were pushing them to grow more calories versus saying, hey, hang on, is that food nutritionally dense? Are you making a profit? Is your soil healthy? And when you start to look at questions through those lenses, you begin to grow food very differently. Now, now people immediately get, oh my gosh, how are you going to feed the world? You're talking about like organic gardening in your backyard. As you'll see, when you watch Common Ground, we're talking about farmers that are farming 1,000, 5,000, 7,000. There's a ranch in Common Ground that's 50,000 acres. There's an example in Common Ground, Chihuahuan Desert, Mexico. They are ranching 2 million acres, and they are producing tremendous quantities of protein. So yes, you can do this and feed the world. You can replenish soil just like in using some of the knowledge and technologies that indigenous people used, and we can feed the world all at the same time. That's a great story. And in the uh, documentary, you talk about regenerative farming. We hear that term a lot. Explain in simple terms what's that mean. Regenerative farming is simply making the soil better than the way we found it. Regenerative farming, you know, we've been doing conventional farming, which is degenerative farming. It's extractive. It's removing um, what we need from the soil to, in order to grow a plant. And then, you know, it really kills the connection and the symbiosis between the, the plant and the soil. Um, and then there's sustainability, which is, you know, this idea that we're just going to sustain as we are all the way until, you know, we can no longer sustain, which is the way that we're going right now. And then there's regenerative farming. And regenerative farming really is taking the best of the wisdom of, of indigenous practices, along with the tools that we're learning now as modern farmers are making this transition at scale to be able to work in synergy with the land and to be able to replenish the soil, build topsoil as we grow food for ourselves. And in doing so, that's how we feed the world. You feed your community, you feed the world, you farm in context, you farm in a way that makes sense for where you live and you grow food that makes sense for you where you live. And when you do that, you build this healthy, vibrant topsoil that in turn draws down and sequesters carbon and grows nutrient-dense food. And the biggest bonus, the farmer makes a profit within year one of making that transition. Well, our farming system's clearly broken, uh, especially economically. Uh, farmers do most of the hard work. They take most of the risk. And they get a very small amount of the profits. Uh, most of the profits is are made by the companies that sell the seeds, the fertilizers, the pesticides, the machinery. 
And then it's the companies in the middle that do the packaging, the distribution, and sell the produce. And a hidden secret is the high suicide rate among farmers due to this high risk and pressure that they're under. So how do we change the system and de-risk farming and get more money to the farmers? Well, it's obviously a big system, and it feels daunting when you look at something this big. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) There's, There's an old saying, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And if we break down how we transform the food system, it's actually pretty simple. It's consumer power, certainly on one hand, right? We've got to affect companies on another hand, and we've got to affect government. We've got to affect all three. It's not, oh, will the government fix it? No, they won't, but they can play a part. And will consumers do everything? No, but we can play a part because we all vote three times a day. And will companies lead the charge? Mm, they'll do something, right? And so what we're seeing is as people watch Common Ground, as people watch this film that we're talking about and this revolution that's happening across the country, it's really amazing. Look, we've done 75 cities. This is an independent documentary. It's in the top 10 docs in the theater, in theaters in the US. And it's because people love the message because what they see when they see the film is they see how to change the system. First of all, consumers begin to understand, oh my gosh, I can interface with farmers directly and maybe I buy 25% of my food from farmers directly through a farmer's market or through knowing where they came in my grocery store. Pretty much everything in the grocery store in the middle is, that's the dangerous zone, right? That's the bags, boxes, and cartons of the refined stuff that they want you to buy. That's the empty calories. Around the edges, that's the fresh stuff. That stuff actually came from a farm. So that's a good knowledge. You're also going to be able to see the regenerative logos that are coming for consumers. We have some of them on the Common Ground Film website. You can see the new certifications that are coming out. And then for companies, we want them to lead the way. We want them to sign on to the Common Ground 100 million acre pledge. Maker's Mark, big brand, very popular with a lot of folks, uh, bourbon, they signed on to the pledge, right? They're an early pledge. They're going 100% regenerative so companies can lead the way. And then finally, governments can do things. It's incredible. Right now, the farm bill is up for grabs. It'll be being debated for the whole next year. And there's a simple provision called the Cover Act. Well, it gives a farmer five bucks for putting a cover crop. Not a bad idea. Five bucks per acre. Then the farmer tries it. They see that it works boy, they're going to want to do it again without that subsidy because they're going to make a lot more than $5 replenishing their soil. So, you know, farmers can help, but consumers, marketing, all of the grocery stores, everybody, everybody needs to be involved and everybody can be involved. And when they see the film, they do get involved. Well, agribusiness controls the narrative. You know, they control the funding to the land-grant universities so they can shape research. They make very big donations to politicians that create a lot of the farming legislation and profits the cornerstone of capitalism. So how do we change things so that the few do not control the many when it comes to a healthy food supply? That's a, that's a complex issue. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, farmers are getting eight cents on the dollar of the produce that they're growing. And then they have a five times higher suicide side rate than any other profession in the U S I mean, it's up to each one of us to break this system. The system 
you know, I heard recently the system's not broken. The system is working exactly as, as, as it was intended to. And it's our job to break the system. And I think that that's a really beautiful way to describe what we're facing over the next few years, no matter who you are, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a parent, whether you're a student, whether you're a policymaker, whether you're a business person, the next huge trillion dollar industry is in regeneration. And so it's time to jump on board with that. So no matter who you are, whether it's because of the type of food that you're purchasing, whether it's because you've decided to participate in the food system, so many people come to us and say, oh, I just quit my job making weapons and now I'm a farmer. Um, you know, and that happens on a regular basis. It's like, you know, this is the next giant transition for humanity. And it's happening right now. And we are at the forefront of this movement. And by doing so, we are securing a future for all of the generations that are to come. So it's a bottom up, top down, middle out. Every single person is going to, at some point in the next couple of years, hopefully in the next couple of months, learn, oh, this is the way forward. And then get curious about, well, what's what's my role in that? What role do I have to play in regeneration? Because there's a role for each one of us. And Common Ground is a great way to get inspired and to sort of see what your role might be, because it really will take all of us. We're all in this together. And yes, it's a movie, but it's more than that. This is really a movement and it's a call to action. And it's a way to wake up and get inspired around how we can regenerate together, no matter who you are, no matter what your background, no matter where you are in the world, there's a huge opportunity awaiting. And when you get into regeneration, everything in your life flourishes because that's where the abundance is. It's, we're moving out of that scarcity model, away from fighting over resources, um, being depleted and degenerated ourselves. I mean, if you look at most of the world's problems today, it intersects with how we're growing our food. I mean, wars, re, uh, resource scarcity, lack of water, lack of food, you know, borders. This has the power to change all of that. And it doesn't matter who you are, what your age, where you live, there is a role for you to play. And it will not only regenerate the world, but it will regenerate you. Watching a movie or a documentary is passive. You can be inspired, but you need to leave that theater to do something. Get, give our listeners one, two, or three things they could do after watching Common Ground. I'd say join the food movement. You know, it doesn't matter if you live on a farm or in a city. You know, we can create food forests in cities and urban gardens. Plant, you know, in that strip between the sidewalk and the street, we can be growing food. Or if you have a planter box, grow food. We all can participate in the food system in some way or another and getting your hands dirty, feeling that soil, it, it brings people joy. That's scientifically proven actually. And also to understand like how food is grown. It's this kind of magical part of nature that we are a part of. Um, so, and then also being every time you pick up your fork, you're voting with your fork. So that's another way that people can participate. Um, and then I would say, you know, educate people in your community about regeneration. Start become one of those people at the at the party that just won't shut up about soil health because that really is our future. You know, the more we learn about the power of biosequestration, the more we want to talk about it, the more we want to engage our community in that. Um, it feels great. It, there's been so much doom and gloom. We've all been inundated with that. It's time we start talking about what the solutions are. And this is what that is. Regeneration is the way forward and it feels good and it's going to ultimately save humanity. Any closing thoughts or words of wisdom you want to share with our listeners? 
don't give up hope. This is a hopeful movement. And it is, we are reaching a tipping point in terms of food, agriculture, climate, and health. And, you know, a lot of people come up to us at the theater and they go, you know, the one thing I got out of this film, I don't feel alone anymore. I've been curious. I've been wanting. I've been interested. I've been talking. But I felt alone. And now I'm part of a community. So, you know, don't give up hope. Join the Common Ground community online, commongroundfilm.org, and help us spread this message. Send this radio broadcast to 20, 30, 40, 100 of your friends to get them involved in what we're doing. This awesome, regenerative, healthy, good, profitable revolution. Rebecca, any closing thoughts? Oh, I mean, I couldn't agree more. This is a, it's like I said, it's a love letter to future generations. So watch Common Ground, spread the word, find us on social media, find me on social media. Let's start talking about soil. Well, thank you very much. I, I like the idea of a positive message. Uh, the world's pretty daunting these days. There's a lot going on that's beyond our individual control, but you can't control your food supply. So Rebecca and Josh, thank you for being on Green Sense Show and for the thoughtful effort uh, that went into making Common Ground. Thank you, Robert. Great talking with you. Thank you to your audience for tuning in. Thank you all. Thanks, Robert. That's Rebecca and Josh Tickell. They're the directors and the champions behind the documentary Common Ground. Watch, learn, and do your part to change our food system and make it more sustainable. I'm Robert Colangelo. Thank you for listening to Green Sense and check out the Green Sense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on 105.9 FM WBBM Chicago. The Green Sense Show is brought to you by CEA Technology, a leader in building indoor growing systems that allow you to grow pesticide free and conserve fertilizer, water and energy to grow crops sustainably. Visit CEATECHN.com to learn more.